This is Michelle and Ryan, and welcome to the Celebrate Marriage Cast, where we hope to restore and reclaim godly marriages through honest and real conversations. Welcome to episode six. We're Ryan and Michelle, and it's great to be with you here today with a special guest talking about something that really I feel like has been missing in marriage. And it's the idea of fun, of laughter, of joy. And that's, that's what we're going to share with you here today. We have a special guest here today, Ted Cunningham. He is the founding pastor of Woodland Hills Family Church in Branson, Missouri. And he and his wife, Amy, have been married for 27 years. So they have a lot to share on marriage. We're so excited. They also have two children, Corinne and Carson. He's the author of multiple books, including Fun Fun Loving You, Trophy Child, and Young and in Love. And also the co-author of four books with Dr. Gary Smalley, including The Language of Sex, From Anger to Intimacy, and his most recent release, A Love That Laughs. He's a comedian on the Date Night Comedy Tour and has spoken to over 100,000 people every year and recently was in Sioux Falls for a marriage date night here at Celebrate. Ted, it is so great to have you back with us. Welcome. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time to be on our show today. This is really exciting. You're actually our first guest, and I feel like we're kicking it off with a bang. Yeah, all right. (laughs) So this is great. Awesome. Well, Ted, uh, part of for for me, I think for a lot of us in the Midwest here, we grew up in pretty conservative churches, <laughs> and the idea of a pastor and comedian is probably unheard of for a lot of people. Just just a quick story, like I remember growing up in my church, <laughs> the first time we had an acoustic guitar was it's a big deal, big deal, pretty risky. So yeah. <laughs> how how did this come about? Well, first of all, when you say Midwest, I grew up in Chicago. That felt Midwest. Okay. Now you guys, you guys are North Midwest. Now I'm in Branson, Missouri, and we still consider ourselves Midwest in Branson, okay. Missouri. So when you look at a map, it goes all the way up to North Dakota. Did you know that? No. That the North Dakota think they're Midwest. So uh, that's why I think I relate so well when I uh, am with y'all up here in Sioux Falls because it's <laughs> it feels like coming home in a lot of ways. So when you talk about church, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I see it a lot with pastors who'll tell a joke or maybe a humorous story in a message, and about halfway through it, they're trying to back out of it because it just doesn't feel comfortable. Sure. Or the pastor that gets up after a date night comedy event and explains to the church why what we just did was okay. God is not mad at us uh, for laughing and finding the humor or the lighter side of life. And that's, you said it's missing in marriage. Uh, it's missing in the church and it's missing in marriage ministry. And that's why wow. part of my passion is, you know, a lot of great marriage content out there. And it's not... I don't feel I stumbled into bringing more humor, laughter, fun into marriage. But when I started to hear from couples, like after an event, I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. Uh, my face hurts. My side hurts. And and I'm like, what What are you doing then? Like in, in your home and, <laughs> right. and in life. And I know the grind of life gets to us all. And my desire every day is to get Amy to laugh. It's a mission in life for me. She has what I call a silent patriotic laugh. When she finds something funny, she places her hand over her heart. She leans forward and nothing comes out. <laughs> and I go for it every day. I don't get it every day, but I still make the attempt. Right. 
That's a great goal. That's great. I love that. Well, Ted, as a comedian, we're guessing a lot of your material comes from real life. And we've read the book, I Love That Laughs. It was chock full of examples of it. We loved reading that. But can you just give our listeners um, a little bit of insight in that? Like what real life material does your your content come from? Yeah. So my mentor, Dr. Gary Smalley, went to be with the Lord about eight years ago. But his passion in life was helping couples take the difficult, the frustrating parts of life and marriage and finding a way to have fun with it. When when he read James 1, consider it pure joy, count it all joy, when he took that literally, meaning whatever circumstance, season, stage of life you find yourself in, uh, it is your responsibility to find joy. And so he would always challenge Amy and I to take, you know, something that happened in the last week, like what really bugged you the last week in Amy or Amy, what really bugged you? Something Ted said or did. And then he called it treasure hunting. He'd like, let's figure out a way to have fun with it. And that's where all those examples and a love that laughs and in all my books come from. It's taking what we've now coined, no big deal. NBD is what we say often in our marriage. It's the little things that we let wear on us. And we need to learn to walk on the lighter side of those rather than taking everything so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. How, how are, would you say that you and Amy are, are wired very differently? A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I'm the extrovert. She's the introvert. Um, I get energy being around people. She gets to church and is ready to find a corner to go hide in. Cause it's just, <laughs> yeah. Cause people can take it out of her. And so, or, like if we're having a dinner at our house and having people over, all day is conserving the energy for that dinner. So sure. we're we're different on every level. I tell people we both grew up in the Midwest. She was uh, born in Minnesota, but grew up in Nebraska. I grew up in Northern Illinois, and you know I was taught that savings was money you put away for a rainy day. She grew up learning that savings was the difference between the actual price and the sale price. Two very different ways <laughs> of looking at the same issue. I grew up seeing all signs on the road as laws to be followed. You break one, you go to jail. God stops loving you. That's how conservative <laughs> a home I grew up in. She sees all signs on the road as suggestions for other people. So whatever the issue you want to bring up that every couple has to deal with, we are typically coming at it from a very different personality, family of origin, place in the country. Even though we're from the Midwest, yeah. it's still we have to make the decision to – to not negotiate those differences, but walk on the lighter side of them is what we say. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. I, I think that we can relate a lot to that. We are pretty different as well in trying to find the humor in that. Yeah, I think it's the humor. It's the appreciation of, you know, I'll, I'll just give an example of, of you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a processor. Like, you can almost see the wheels turning. It's so slow. Like, I just have to think through things and, and it drives me crazy because yes. I'm like, I just need a response like right now. And when oh, I'm waiting yeah. for that response, it's like, you might as well just be pouring fuel on the fire. Cause I'm like, just starting to burn up. But learning that when you're, when you're waiting and processing, it's actually out of respect mm-hmm. and like an honor of not wanting to say the wrong thing or not wanting to say something hurtful. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and wanting to, to give a good response and not a reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what does scripture say? The wise restrain their words. Mm-hmm. And I always tell husbands, the secret to restraining your words is to not let your wife know you're restraining your words. 
Like, mm. you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, don't that's brag good. about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you have yeah. no idea what I want to say right now. But I am holding back because, no, just hold back and don't say anything. That like, kind of negates everything. Yes, that you just 100%. Did, like, no. <laughs> yeah, but you would prefer verbal processing because then you're brought into the to the conversation yeah. in his head and you want to know what's going on in his brain. Yeah, and he's gotten better at saying just like, hey, I just need to think about it or, yeah. hey, just give yeah. me a moment. And I kind of, I mean— so We've Michelle, I'm a little like you. I would yeah. say if you need to think about it, then the answer is no. That's what that's like my, where my brain goes right away. It's like I know what processing means. You're shut down to the idea. <laughs> Let's go. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just a just a quick segue here, just to kind of uh, you know, obviously this is a marriage podcast. What what role does fun and laughter play in in your marriage? Yeah, so we make it. A, a goal. We believe laughter is an expression of joy. Okay, so laughter can lead to more joy, but when our hearts are light, and please hear me, we understand there's difficult seasons and yeah. stages of life, but the one thing we know as a Christian, joy and sorrow are travel companions. It's like we, we want to be in one season or the other, but I deal with so much heavy stuff mm-hmm. in ministry and working with people and with couples. And when the Bible says to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice, I think what we often forget is I'm doing that every day with people. As I mean, you take a just just an average Sunday at, at church, I'll I'll meet a couple who's celebrating the news that they're pregnant and they're having their first child. So I'm rejoicing with them. Yeah. Two minutes later, I'm talking to a couple who miscarried, hmm. yeah. and now I'm mourning. Right. Yeah. And then I go over here. This couple just closed on their first house. Man, so this couple's excited, and I can rejoice with them. And we had a flood, and this couple lost everything that was in their basement. So I'm mourning with them. I mean, so— right. It's a roller coaster. I, yeah, and I, yeah, and I want—the church needs to understand. This is why you don't see tweets from me and social media posts from me that are constantly like, hey, Sunday's going to be lit. Well, the bottom line is Sunday's not— lit for everybody yeah like it's not hype for everybody so when i talk about laughter and joy i'm not talking about faking it sure i'm talking about what 19th century preacher henry ward beecher said he said a person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs jolted by every pebble on the road good humor makes all things tolerable laughter is one way we can cope and it's a healthy way to cope it's a it's a god-given expression that we have to, to not take ourselves so seriously, take God very seriously, but I'm able to walk through difficult seasons and stages that at times can be in the same day sure. as I walk with other couples through it. And Amy and I have just made it a, a habit, a discipline in our home. Uh, you know, I told you she has that silent patriotic laugh. I, I've shared for years that I go after it every day uh, I don't get it every day, but Amy, Amy sitting right here would tell you, I get it out of her five to six times a week, yeah. like five to six days a week. Uh, we take walks every night. We, I, I kid people. She really wants me to live a long time. And that's why she walks me and the dogs before sunset every night. Uh, she's very passionate about walking. And so we do, we walk the dogs and it's usually on those walks that I can impersonate a church member, um, I'm glad those walks aren't taped because I I have a lot of rich content that I get from people during the day, but I can get her stopping on the walk, leaning over. And if I can get my wife to put her hands on her knees and just shake her head and be like, can I, out of breath from laughing, then I'm like, we're on to something. That's a win. 
What so, is your lifestyle, Ted? I have uh, a, it's a pretty annoying machine gun. When I really get to go, can you demonstrate it, or can we do <laughs> something? <laughs> That's it, right there. Yeah, you see what I mean. It's yeah. it's not a but <laughs> look at fire. look That's at so great. You have the tilt of the head. You have more it. of a physical. Just the head goes back. <laughs> I've noticed if I if I'm going to be real general here, men let it all out. Sure, men. We don't care what we look like, and we're looking for our buddies to see if they're getting it too. Women just this again. General observation mm-hmm. tend to hold it in. And I've I've observed thousands of people at date night comedy events, and I watch when the women get to belly laughing, they put their hands over their mouth, <laughs> and they're like, mm, like, and I'm going, what? Why do you feel? Because wow. I don't know if it doesn't feel sure. sophisticated or ladylike, but I tell ladies, let it out, just yeah. let it out, um, and enjoy it. So, um, Amy doesn't go for my laugh as much because I do plenty of when she gets to laughing. Laughter is contagious. Sure. It's a lot like yeah. a yawn. Sure. I get to laughing. So once I can get it going, I'm I'm laughing, just enjoying watching her laugh. And and all of this for me comes from Ecclesiastes 9.9, which I think is the missing marriage theology in the church. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. The word toilsome there means grueling. Sure. And I think we've all experienced this in the church. We have turned marriage into that toilsome labor, yeah. into that grueling work under the sun. And and I just don't read in scripture, I can't find it, where God gave me my spouse to be the toilsome labor. What I read in scripture is God gave me my spouse to be a companion through the grind of life. Yeah. And so I tell couples all the time, if you want to experience High levels of marital satisfaction. Keep this in mind. Jesus is, Jesus is your source. Satan is your enemy. Your spouse is your companion. That's good. And to experience high levels of marital satisfaction and to find the joy and to find the laughter, never treat your spouse like the source or the enemy. Your spouse is the companion. And I think the couple that doesn't have laughter, it's they've plugged into their spouse as the source, looking for something from their spouse. Their spouse can never fulfill for them. Sure. Yeah. Or... Their spouse is the enemy. Yeah. And I remind couples all the time, your your marriage has an enemy, no doubt. It's just not your spouse. Yeah. yeah. So fight on the same team. Walk side by side through life together. That's great. Yeah. We talked a couple of weeks ago about um, just that marriage should be an adventure. You know, that every man wants to be, you know, um, was based off of John Eldridge's book about, you know, a battle to conquer, an adventure to have, a beauty to rescue. and. Yeah. Like not just seeing it as like something to endure, but having an adventure with each yeah. other. And yeah. I love like the reminder to laughter. And I think I realized that you, Ryan, you laugh a lot and you're always telling dad jokes. And I don't know if oh, you, those I feel are like the you best. have started them more recently. <gasps> yes. I don't know, yes. but yeah. I, Ted, I have to tell you, I, <laughs> I did practice what you had in your book about the, you shared about a study where people sit around and they use this in therapy groups yeah. where you were- your brain can tell the difference between real laughter and fake laughter, but your body can't. Isn't that great? So you had said to put your hands to your jaws and go, ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. I got you laughing. <laughs> I know. I mean, and then put it on your belly. Because you actually <laughs> fell for it. No, I'm just kidding. It's true. <laughs> and it was so, it was such a riot. Like we just were, were like roaring with laughter. Now our daughter, she's 17. She's kind of a tough egg to crack. Oh, yeah. She... 
I don't. I think we might have gotten her at the very end. Maybe. You were pretty aggressive with your laughing, but I definitely had belly laughs going on, and it was it was so much fun. With a seventeen year old, though, you got to remember you went when the when the kid turned seventeen. I noticed this with both my kids. That's when they really can't even stand the sound of your breathing. <laughs> Right, the the sound of you breathing sure. is like, oh, you're even in here, right? And sure. chewing, oh, chewing put them over the top when they heard me chewing. So you can imagine fake laughter. But that's what I tell couples. Yeah, you know, when your spouse says something that they think is funny and you don't, fake it. And let your body reap all those great benefits of laughter, the reducing of tension and stress, the burning of calories, the, you know, taking in oxygen-rich air. There's so many physical benefits to laughter yeah. That even if it's fake, but you you fake it enough, that laughter turns real pretty quick. Yeah. Like it's yeah. genuine. Yeah. Right. I'll start laughing at your dad jokes, Ryan. What's your best dad joke? Oh, so part of the the, the thing that I've found that uh, it's so much timing. Is, Everything is, is, timing. is, is, is the thing. And so I, I've realized a little bit that whenever I tell face-to-face, they, they know it's coming. Yeah. Like you're gonna tell a joke. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. But see, I've learned this that if I send it in a text message as just part of random conversation, yeah, I feel like it draws quite a reaction. Yeah, you hook us. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. So here's here's one. This I is, love it. Oh, man. I love it. it it's super. I'm this, smiling. This is, See, this I'm is super ready to laugh already. But the the fact is that it it really got you. I, I sent this message to our we have a family thread, and I said just spent $300 on a belt. And then I, I let it sit there for a little bit. <laughs> and pretty soon, Michelle starts, you did what? <laughs> and and then, like, there was a few other messages, like, what? And then I was like, yeah, it was a huge waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's Hey, that's, everybody yeah, in the room is at least smiling. Yeah. Patrick, that was yeah. funny. I want to see how we got a chuckle. <laughs> So yep. I went from a smile to a chuckle. Our audio team right. is smiling. Yes. We, we did good. Yep. Yeah. You got a there laugh out go. on Ted right. too. Awesome. Now that laugh would be what? Is that like a, that's not like a cackle. What is that? A, a belly? Was that a belly laugh? Uh, no, you didn't get my belly laugh. My belly <laughs> laugh is like a, that real annoying machine. Okay. That, was my, that was my chuckle or cackle. Okay. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All that was right. really great. Well, Ted, what is the difference between laughing with your spouse and mm. laughing at your spouse? Can you give us some guidance for that? Yeah. So two things. Appropriate humor and a- appropriate timing. Sure. Yeah. So there might be something that's appropriate humor. It's just the wrong time. Mm. Like it's too soon. You know, we would use that term too soon, sure. even as a joke. Sure. But there are times it's serious to be like, hey, that's that's going to be something a week or two from now. We're going to find great humor in it, but not right in this moment. And I think that's where we do some real damage. True and the whole premise of The Love That Laughs, the book, is couples who use laughter to manage stress and work through difficult conversations not only report higher levels of marital satisfaction, but they stay together longer. But sure. if you're going to use humor to work through difficult conversations, timing is sure. critical. Like It is so important that you don't let an event happen. And, and if you think about it, all comedy is based off a of tragedy. Sure. I mean, if you think about some of your greatest comedians, some of my favorites live some of the most tragic lives. Like, uh, I have a friend right now who just went through a very, very difficult season. 
and his comedy that's coming out of that, but it's not ready for the stage. Does that sure, make sense? Sure. Like, yeah. But he's writing and he yeah. knows God has a story in that and he's able to turn that mourning to dancing. Sure. And he's able to walk through that sorrow knowing he'll he'll discover joy. He'll find joy. But this it's a terrible time. Sure. To to share that. Uh and I think that's where so to me, when a couple says on their online dating profile, I'm looking for someone with a, a sense of humor. They're not saying they want someone who can tell jokes. Sure. They're wanting someone who can laugh at themselves and invite you in. Mm. That is the best humor, and that's the best way to find your shared sense of humor as a as a couple. I don't want to laugh at your expense. Sure. I want to use appropriate laughter at my expense and invite you into that. Sure. And then if you do that for me, if Amy does that for me, I don't come in with cutting, biting, sharp, sarcastic, which sarcasm actually means the tearing of the flesh. I don't come at it with that level of belittling humor. So you have to know where the line is. Even if your spouse invites you in with something, you're not going to believe what I just said, or you're not going to believe what I just did, and you get the laugh with it that's where I think you really have to be careful that you don't take it too far. Sure. So I th- I think there's a lot of couples that have great um, a great shared sense of humor, but sometimes they forget about the timing and they walk away going, I, I took that too far. Sure. I, I should have drawn a line. So know, know where your spouse's line is and know when they're done and, sure. and go as far as they want you to go with it. So what do you say is maybe, because in your book you shared about when Amy spent like all afternoon making a salad and then she had these really cool like It's very important that you make sure people know it was a Brussels sprout salad. Brussels sprout salad. It's not no Caesar, no mixed That's right. It wasn't like a big mix. She had like worked really hard on it. Yes. It was Brussels sprout salad. That alone should get a laugh. (laughs) And and like major kudos points for making that. Because like to make Brussels sprouts taste good, which I'm sure it did, like that's, I mean, that's We'll never know. It ended up on the floor. Never know. So she got this cool. Where it belonged. But now it's not too soon so you can joke. But at the time you had these, she had these cool salad lid toppers. They were flowers. You shared how she put it on top. And right when she was saying like, wow, these lids are amazing she picked it up by the lid spilled over the floor and you went over and were cleaning it up and she came back in she just left the room she came back in and you said um isn't this amazing yeah too soon too soon but i knew when i was cleaning it up off the floor one i was grateful that i didn't have to eat it (laughs) two uh two i'm going i'll use this one day i will actually get a half a chapter in a book out of it. So I sure. knew right there, I knew it, but she was always writing content. Oh, huh? she was mad. She oh, needed your compassion yeah, and she empathy. Was, she wasn't mad at yeah. me. She she's yeah. And I even invited my son, you know, come over here, Carson. Yeah. You're never gonna believe what happened. This was the yeah. best. That was yeah. too soon. It was way too soon. <laughs> Do you think it's best then to find humor in things like that you observe in the world or like things that happen to us personally? Like, is that a better approach than I yeah. mean? So obviously comedy is observation. And my favorite comedians, you know, Brian Regan, Nate Bargatze, uh, Jim Gaffigan. And they're, you know, they can go on 10, 15 minutes on cake, on pie, on, you know, uh, uh, the TSA at, at the airport. So they're able to go many layers on a single issue, but they're just observing. Sure. And I'll give you a great, and I put this in the book. This is important to understand. When We laugh at the videos we watch online of people falling down. 
Mm-hmm. We only laugh when we know they're okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is something about our brain that's able to, because there's some things I see online where somebody falls and gets hurt and, and there's nothing funny about it at all. Right. You're right. like, whoa, that that person's still right. alive is a big deal. Yeah. But there are other times like a seri- a crazy fall happens and the person gets right up and it makes us laugh. And I just think that, that right there is a great example of all of our laughter. Like, I, we we have the ability to discern that's funny. Sure. That's mean. Sure. And there's a difference. Sure. And our kids have learned that. And so that's why let people invite you into that rather than you calling it out. Because now you're just rude or mean in, in a belittling spirit. And we don't, that's not what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's really great. Well, Ted, you have a book that we have read, and it's called A Love That Laughs. Would you just share a little bit about this? I think one of the the takeaways I had it I have it in my bag. I'm here, actually but impressed you read it. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, you did. got it. Like, I, yeah, she's not reading notes when she recounts those stories, right? I, and I'm going to be happy to sign it so you can sell it on eBay for seventy five cents. <laughs> I would love that. But I what I loved was that it was really practical. So there were like lists in here on communication types and each chapter had prompts on it as well. Is there like maybe a takeaway or something that you can share with the the listeners about just the book or maybe a couple of nuggets from it? Yeah. So honestly, what's become my favorite chapter in that book is chapter two, which are the 38 benefits of laughter for marriage. And I mm-hmm. encourage couples to start there. Because not all of your listeners right now are convinced that it's that important for their marriage. Sure. Yeah. You know, or that it's just, it's a neat thing. You know, we'll watch a mm-hmm. rom-com on Friday and yeah, laugh right. a little bit. And they don't see the value of it in daily life. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's in, this is in chapter two as well. There's a reason Southwest Airlines, Ben and & Jerry's, and Google have fun and laughter in their mission statements. Mm. Because they know it makes the workplace more productive. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I say the same thing for marriage. There's a value to it for your yeah. marriage to grow you closer together and to experience higher levels of marital satisfaction because your children are watching, you know, friends and family, you know, the church, the community is watching. And you're actually now, if, if you're known by the way you love one another, to me, laughter is an expression of love. It's like, I just really enjoy being with yeah. this person. The scripture yeah. says about the first church in Acts chapter two, they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, right? They enjoyed being together. And yeah. this is my sadness with a lot of churches is I meet a lot of people, they just don't enjoy being together. Mm. Yeah, It's like yeah. that the, the purpose of the church fellowship, that, that isn't just spending time together and serving one another. It's Actually, I enjoy these people. I get life from these people. Yeah. I want to bring life to this. And that's yeah. why those 38 benefits of laughter, I want people to walk away from that chapter going, we have got to, whatever we do, we have got to figure out how to bring more of this into our life. Yeah. Because, because our walk with one another, our walk with the Lord, this is an overflow of that. Yeah. And, it, and it's a testimony to the world. And so, uh, you know, at the date night, I shared seven of the 38. That chapter started off 75 benefits of laughter wow. for your marriage. And the editor said, you have lost your mind. Edit. <laughs> I came I came back with 50. Wow. And she said, you're kidding me. Not, that's too many. It, it, it was like a 15, 16,000 word chapter, which is way too much. <laughs> it just, it just was, it made the book kind of awkward. And I brought it down to 38. You're like, wow. how'd you come up with 38? Because I refused to go down any sure. lower yeah. with, because we were cutting out all these great, my, that list now is half of what it should have been. 
Yeah. And so, oh, and there's just so many benefits, so many benefits, and it it's it's changed our marriage. At 27 years of marriage, I can tell you, Amy and I enjoy each other now more than ever. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm just, I was going to look and see if I could find one. You shared that one about the wagon wheels. That was the one that I actually had underlined was a person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs, jolted yeah. by every pebble on the road. Good it, humor it, makes all things tolerable. Yeah, that was it, it opens nine. us up for truth. Yeah. That's a big one. That's why Helps I like to cope. use it when I when I teach because uh, it, it's kind of like, I remember when we lost Amy's grandfather in 2012. I, the chaplain at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota said something to me. I'll never forget. He said, uh, Ted Carson's young, and he doesn't 100% understand what's going on with the death of his great-grandfather. Sure. But you're going to have a moment where you're on the floor playing Legos with him, and he's just going to ask you something as simple as, what happened to great-grandpa's body? And you're not going to get a five-minute lesson. You're not going to be able to reach for your Bible. Right. <laughs> he goes, you're going to have 30 seconds. Yeah or less to teach him something because the love language every kid gets is play. And when you're playing with a child is when they're learning. It's when they're absorbing. And laughter is play for adults. Mm -hmm. When you get someone laughing, this is what I love about date night comedy. It's not just an hour of laughter. It is, there's a lot of truth coming in the side door that they're absorbing and they're going to remember it. They're applying it. And so it's, it's, it's a key to helping people learn. You think about your favorite teachers in school. I almost guarantee you they made you laugh. Yeah. 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 Made it enjoyable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. They, they, they spoke yeah. to your value and pictured a special future for you, but they made you laugh. Yeah. Okay, Ted, it's our final three minutes of the podcast here today. This has been so much fun. Uh, we just have three questions that we like to ask all of our guests. Okay. Just kind of rapid fire here. First, why marriage? Why is marriage? Like, what's your marriage? Why? Mm. Yeah, so I have uh, a mentor who God gave me years ago, 22 years ago, and uh, he started pouring into me as a pastor, as a leader, as a communicator, as a writer, but all of it was for marriage. And so uh, to this day, my wife says, I'm grateful God didn't give you a leadership mentor. I'm grateful God didn't give you a um you know, a pastoral mentor, even though I have those, but the one that walked closest with you, Dr. Yuri Smalley, uh-huh. uh, poured into your marriage. Cool. Yeah. And our marriage is to this day grateful. And that's why we say at our church, every marriage is a duet in need of great backup singers. Mm. Gary and Norma Smalley were our first backup singers. Yeah. And now we've made it our goal in life to be backup singers to the duets all around us. That's, so that's good. beautiful. Yeah, that's so good. All right, best date night. Best date night. Warman House, Branson, Missouri at Big Cedar. Anyway, if you wanted to be that specific. Uh, we become foodies. <laughs> okay. And so for us, a quiet table in a quiet restaurant, you're never going to – my wife, I've already told you, is more the introverted one. You're never going to catch us having a date night at Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, okay. We've been in some loud restaurants. Sure. She, <laughs> She does not like the loud. And it is. As much as we deal with – you know, we like to go and a great date night is decompressing, communicating. It's a signal to family and friends. Our marriage is important. Yeah. And this is us right now. That's great. And we do it in a, in a, as quiet of a booth or a table in a quiet restaurant as we can find. Awesome. That's cool. Awesome. All right. Last question. After 27 years of marriage, what's bringing you joy right now? Uh, the empty nest. Okay. Uh, we're, we're navigating that. We're still a little numb. 
because it's only been about a month and a half. Oh, that's fresh. Since we sent our last child off to college. So we miss him. So we're dealing with that. I, but we already said, right, joy and sorrow are travel companions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have great joy for him and him taking on the world and listening to him process life and making decisions for his future as an adult. At the same time, dealing with sorrow, just sadness over him being gone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah so, but we're finding joy in it because yeah. here's what we say marital satisfaction, <clears throat> excuse me, is a choice, not an outcome. It's something you choose, not something you wait for. You'll never discover it. You'll never stumble into it. Right. You have to go after it every day. So in this new season and stage of life, we're we're figuring out what it looks like because it feels like date night every night, but we can't go to yeah. a nice restaurant every right. night. <laughs> so we got to figure out what it looks like. But with maybe you could have a Brussels sprout salad. I'm not going to let you end this podcast with Brussels sprout salad. Can you have you re- ever had Brussels sprout salad? I think I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Can you repeat that line? Marriage satisfaction is a choice, not a an outcome. outcome. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, people think yeah. I find the right person, we'll have it. No, a, yeah. a good match is a good start, but it's not a guarantee of a thriving right. marriage. Uh, well, compatibility will be easy and automatic. No, it's, you choose that. You're intentional yeah. with that. And so long as you're intentional, nobody wakes up and says, hey, today we're going to drift in our marriage. Drift is just the absence of decision. You've yeah. stopped deciding. Yeah. So you have to choose to find the joy every day. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Ted, thank you so much for being here today and being our guest. Where can we keep up with your happenings and where can we buy the book? Yeah, so, or any of your books? Uh, you can go to woodhills.org. That's our church website. That's where all our messages are. Uh, I have a course called Helping Couples Win. And so I have a website for that. And all of my resources are on there, helpingcoupleswin.com. And then this is the line you use on radio all the time or wherever books are sold, right? So if you don't know about Amazon, I don't know how to help you. I don't, <laughs> right. you're probably not on a podcast right now. You're not listening to a pod. If you found a podcast, you probably can find Amazon. Awesome. Thank you. Well, the, and that is where I bought my book. And I was like, I hope he's still making money. So, but yeah, I website, we'll put those links in there cents, too. So thank right. you. We'll send them to your other website then. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on the Celebrate Marriage Cast. If you would like further help or resources on marriage and family, visit us at celebrate.church slash marriage. And also we will be back on 5-Minute Friday with Ted to talk about a thing called callback. It's going to be super fun. So join us then. And in the meantime, have a great week.